Hello, 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 guys! Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you uh, after albeit a little bit of a longer break. We were hoping for a week, but it was about ten days. But we are back with a fantastic podcast, and uh, we promise you, you'll absolutely love this topic of discussion. Um, I have with me today two very special guests, and uh, one has, of, uh, as uh, of course you know, he's a returning champion of Mind Podcast, Ashish Chandorkar, and with him is the co-author uh, of his book, Suraj Sudhir. and both of them have co-authored this book on uh, covid and what india did with vaccinations uh, it's titled uh, braving a viral storm which tells the story of the indian covid india's covid 19 india's battle against covid 19 you know where we were and so forth but before we get into the book discussion let me introduce my two guests ashish chandorkar is a counselor with the permanent mission of india at the wto in geneva he's is uh, been in the government uh, he uh, after two decades in management consulting and finance financial services uh, has been writing on public policy on various portals um, has written for mine has appeared on mind podcast and uh, you know as uh, a good friend so welcome to mind podcast ashish thanks adit good to be back again absolutely and with him today we have surat sudhir who's working in the who's who's on my part of the hemisphere uh, on, on for very rarely do i do three three uh, guests and be like oh two guests are from the same continent <laughs> where we are we are based so he's he's in the field of computer systems and machine learning as you can guess uh, i because i went with the my northern hemisphere or my my uh, continent he's from in the san francisco bay area in california he's maintained an avid interest in the global um, global affairs Indian economic history, and he's uh, he's essentially done uh, focus on the quantitative underpinnings of development. During the COVID nineteen pandemic, he wrote about the progress of the Indian vaccination effort. And as we were chatting offline, him and Ashish uh, shared a lot of you know data, articles, uh, conversations, and which led to this book. Now I don't want to reveal everything. Uh, otherwise, you say that just he has done the research. Authors have no time in India for it. So without further ado, um, I'll throw the floor first to Ashish. Ashish and then to Suraj. Ashish, can you um, how uh, how does this idea come about? And um, given the work you've been doing in the last two years, you know you've been focused on economics, public policy, from there to completely to healthcare, COVID vaccination. Uh, what how, what was the connection, or what was that pivot point? Sure, sure, Adil. See, uh, I think uh, as you mentioned, like Suraj had done a lot of work on uh, during the pandemic uh, on Twitter, talking about. the vaccination effort he was tracking it on a weekly basis uh i, I had written articles on this topic so we had this sense that we will come out of this well eventually i mean despite the uh, issues that we faced especially in the second wave but we were quite confident that eventually india will stand uh, uh, you know proudly in terms of its effort at least on the vaccination side so we had been kind of working on this uh, data collection aspect in terms of understanding the st- larger story behind the scenes uh, conversations and had been collecting information for you know for for a long time actually and mm-hmm. uh, once the things settled down and once the pandemic kind of uh, we should say receded india never had a big third wave but around the time that the omicron wave was going on around the world uh, india was kind of more stable so we thought that okay this was a good time to then you know bring together the information that we had collected and so on so that was the genesis it was not like a, a a a decision which just happened like overnight but kind of we were we had a lot of material and and, and kind of background kind of backing it other one the second question uh, see this book is not a healthcare focused book per se 
the book is about public policy uh, just that it happens to be in the domain of healthcare uh, the focus here is that uh, we and we have covered the vaccine story we have not gone through the whole covid management part per se uh, because that's like a much larger point but you will you will find the fiscal response angle also kind of built in because it was a kind of a, 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 a important component of the vaccination itself but but the story focuses on more like the process and the governance aspect not so much the healthcare aspect of of the vaccines and i'll bring in both sudhi uh, both suraj and ashish now suraj i'll go to come to you first with india the challenge is not just governance also right governance a important part of governance is delivery mechanism and the, i think i think the biggest when i was going through the book for me the biggest thing was how india's delivery mechanism was you know basically you used the force you had in terms of the forces you had within the government within the establishment and used it to for a smoother roll out of the vaccines right you have localities where booths were set up where people were told you know vaccine booths ke you know come and you know the to use the hindi tikka lagwalo covid ka tikka right the the tikka lagwalo term comes from polio but essentially you had that sort of vibes but taken to a more aggressive level to combat this so suraj what was your perspective because we saw a very different sort of narrative in united states where there was a, a sort of vaccine hesitancy and all sorts of things that were going on right so how would you um, uh, uh, sort of talk about the indian journey and how do you compare it with what you saw um, so maybe i'll take it up yeah Uh, one of the interesting things over here that the how leading approach that was a playbook well ahead of time so this was something i had been tracking since early in 2020 when the whole world shut down and we started working from home so tracking a bunch of things on the indian government sites on the hmm. mr and elsewhere one of the things that was apparent was that by the end of 2020 the government had put together essentially a playbook on how to go about tackling the covid pandemic entirely that includes how to handle things at the ground level how to organize how to inform people and the concept of the existence of vaccine hesitancy as a problem to be tackled was known at the time and there was a diffused messaging approach that was taken ahead of time where you didn't try to push the message down from the top that you must be vaccinated if you know what's good for you which was somewhat an american approach Whereas at the local level in India, we had an approach to reach out to community leaders, religious leaders, and the local healthcare authorities, who hmm. for a long time have generally been a source of trustworthy information to the public, to go with their ailments and tell them and get this kind of reliable response from these people. So this kind of social cohesion existed, and this was utilized at the time. to be able to inform the public this is a really dangerous thing and you should get vaccinated tell them nicely respect them respect their concerns give them a response which was why across the country there wasn't such an enormous thing about anti vaxxers or vaccine hesitancy on a widespread scale and regardless of what state it is who is ruling the state where almost uniformly passed uptake in vaccination throughout the country in a very short amount of time and that was quite different from over here where you see some states being well vaccinated and some being completely against it and it's all politically correlated and there are so many other factors that play we never saw yeah. that in here 
Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And um, you you actually did see some sort of you know uh, people trying to sort of sully the waters by coming up with all sorts of conspiracy theories within India as well. But ultimately, they did not hold uh, through. And and this is a interesting thing that Bill Maher actually one of these days said uh, during a podcast or during a discussion that in America instead of vaccines, if you had COVID pills, everyone would take it because there seems to be less hesitancy in popping a pill than taking a vaccine. Right, India. Mein that if like people are people have no problem in getting uh, an injection or something but if you give them a, even a painkiller they are like are faltu ki goli kyu leni hai right so i i don't know if there is a so if there is a sociological uh, argument to be i i i say i have no data to prove this or uh, and something but th- this is just an interesting observation so ashish do you think that because we've ha- we had that experience with polio with you know even with smallpox and stuff so india may this generation had actually seen that vaccine drives are not like the government conspiring against you so there was the tendency was more to be like okay when can my number be there yeah i think i think there are several facets to this uh, uh, you know like the fact that we could get people to take the vaccine of course uh, we have covered in the book the whole smallpox and the polio vaccine drive also in terms of how they were different and how they were similar hmm. uh, the uh, i think one one thing which we should remember or what we observed through our conversations by the way you know other the book has got uh, interviews with at least 30 40 people right like hmm. people who were in the mix of the policy, policy making some spoke on record some did not want to have their name but i mean we had a lot of conversations see one thing which we think is which which worked well is that see in india india may na ultimately people trusted the institutional mechanism uh, people trusted the state to say that okay they were they will do the right thing now i mean now how does that manifest itself personally right so what is state for you right like so now for me for someone the state could be uh let's say pm taking a vaccine and you know putting his picture someone for someone else it could be like the the fact that the doctors and the institutions i mean icmr type institutions kind of back back the whole effort the medical community generally spoke in the same voice there were some kind of uh, dissidents but oh, not a lot huh. ha hmm. and it could be also that they could be nudge from the your, your own family or, or circle of friends or people you hmm. trust right if you also see one good thing was in india even the sports people came forward i mean in other countries and in, in some other places the sports people had a lot of kind of questions about whether they should no, take the vaccine no. we we are in a country like that yeah yeah <laughs> america so, mein nfl was divided completely yeah, on, exactly. on what they wanted yeah in india like you know depending on who you role model be it a politician or be it a sports person or a be it an artist be it a public figure at large your friends family i think there was a lot of Kind of positive synergy and and a lot of nudge which kind of you know uh, came through, and of course you know the fact that the government made it very very clear in its own messaging, the like the 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 first big announcement came from the PM himself, right? Like on first of March 2020 when the 2021 when the vaccine drive started for for uh, age group uh, senior age group. So I think there was a combination of factors. I think in India generally speaking, people trusted the state and its institutions. Uh, also the opposition. to the vaccine also faded away right like it wasn't so much the opposition to the vaccine vaccination concept per se lot of uh, a lot of opposition was coming through about uh, you know whether which is the right vaccine can we get some other yeah, vaccine yeah. what is the approval about the vaccine manufacturing companies rather than the vaccines itself yeah, exactly so i think that played quite well eventually and, to, and in our book we have actually said that 
even the op- people who were in, in in the political side for example even the opposition you know kind of backed it eventually right there were some ups and downs but largely speaking it was a very cohesive effort and that's a that's a great credit for india as such absolutely absolutely so one just thing one i noticed ha surajit just a small thing no no the covenant dashboard you'll see something like there's a graph that shows the number of people a percentage of people who have side effects from the vaccination it's been there since the very beginning and this is actually something they're making public from the outset hey sometimes you can have side effects this is how many people get it this like a fraction of a percent it happens and we'll take care of you then so it let people know that it's not completely without worst can some people may have something but here here's where it is put that information out don't hide it and don't claim and things and don't infuse the conspiracies yeah no 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 absolutely absolutely one one thing i wanted to ask you guys and this is this was something that we uh, I, i myself did not know thanks to your book i found out that we took longer than somalia and ethiopia to eradicate polio i uh, i i i did not know that fact right and in a lot of african countries and uh, so from there you know you, you the covid actually basically there was a 2015 um, uh, win i think that was basically the uh, the vaccine i think the vaccine in electronic vaccine intelligence network if i'm not mistaken yeah. it's called the even yeah even sorry i'm even and and even and uh, it was sort of extrapolated from there right and um, the other interesting thing uh, I, i i saw was the you know the mumbai airport and you know what was the storage capacity and so forth so it's 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 very interesting like the things that i found out but the major thing i want to focus a little bit about was how does india go from struggle i mean i shouldn't say struggling to eradicate polio but there were challenges right to the point where you had something like covid so smoothly roll out we went to from like 0 to 80% in like essentially months right and and there were a lot of and at that time india was also doing vaccine maitri where it was giving doses to other countries as well so it was not like india was just vaccinating its own population first right it was a simultaneous process so can you guys shed some light on that process i know you've done so in the book but for the benefit of our viewers uh perhaps suraj can talk about the whole uh, the, the the you know the whole polio part and i can talk more about some of the other aspects which you mentioned uh, so suraj do you want to talk a little bit first about the polio part and then we can go in chronological order and then we can go to ashish suraj on good yeah please go for it yeah all right so polio is one of those things where we repeatedly demonstrated our inability to bring together multiple capabilities that we had discrete pieces but unable to put everything together to give you an example the serum institute of india is one of the world's largest probably the world's largest producer of generic vaccines and there's a paper that's linked in our book at the reference which demonstrates that their supply of vaccine to the developing world constitutes approximately 80% of the global supply of vaccines across the global south and they are responsible for saving healthcare costs on the order of 250 billion dollars as it was in their work so they have the capacity they are literally based in pune the pune site where we make all the covid shield is essentially the single largest covid 19 vaccine production site on the planet we have those things and we have those capabilities ahead of time but we have not had the ability to institutionally deliver vaccinations on a large scale and mm. as we mentioned in the book polio was eradicated in 2011 some earlier got done in 2000 or 2001 10 years before that 
and there were only three or four countries left at the time when we finished eradicating polio. And as late as 2014, India was far below the global standard in terms of antenatal and pediatric vaccination coverage, maybe about 60 to 70% of the children, newborns and young children would be vaccinated, which is odd considering that we are a global leader in vaccine production. How can we be both a leader in production but never actually get the entire country vaccinated? There was a program called Mission Indradanush, an intensified Mission Indradanush, which was to increase this kind of vaccination coverage of the newborns and children, started mm. about 2014-15, the same time as the EVRN. So there was a concerted effort to, far before COVID was known, to increase the institutional capacity to deliver and cover the entire population, a wide range of things. Vaccination mm. is one of them. We've heard about housing and toilets and water, pipe water to homes, vaccination, just one more thing. You have to deliver the last mile gap, finish it, make sure there's almost universal access. And that was the kind of focus that's, I'd say, different. Yeah. And what Ashish said, right, and I, thank you for making those points, Suraj, it's quite enlightening. I, I, I myself did not know. But what Ashish said was very interesting for me. What the government, right, like Indians are generally more trusting of their government. What I found that in US, in some places, they were more skeptical about the federal government coming in. And in India, it was almost welcomed. This is coming from the top down. I'd rather have this than, you know, given giving states and municipalities the right to distribute, right? So did you see that dichotomy when you were analyzing India's approach? as well. Yeah, I can take this. And I think, uh, absolutely, uh, let's see, uh, two, three things. So one is, I think, even and to link to your previous question also, see, mm-hmm. why, why was COVID important, right? Because see, even that was a trust mechanism for the people in, at large. Uh, if you saw that there's a central system which is tracking everything, and by the way, see, what was even, even actually was more like a back-end tracking system with some front-end capabilities for the uh, see so because our vaccines are get distributed from one central place in Kasoli in Himachal and then they go to all states and districts and blo- blocks. So even essentially with a tracking for that, uh, that you know, uh, and of course the operators in each each district or block they had some kind of a front end access. So Coven was not, I mean, even was not designed for a front end application to the extent of each each user logging in. Right, it was more for more of a, a order management supply chain type application. So. Uh, uh, Govin built the the front end on top of that and used an API approach to basically you know uh, put put data in get get data etc and so on. So uh, that that uh, intervention was very critical in building trust also because uh, when you have that record that okay if you paper in India so how would I, how many people would have trusted that right like this paper is correct or uh, I mean we we've seen paper based scams in practically every country I mean in, in US and France and Switzerland Italy. There's so many, you know, I've seen that. So there's so many kind of uh, stories around that. So that I think built the trust in itself. And it was a very interesting intervention because of the Aadhaar team, which was, which did this, uh, they, they kind of uh, scaled up Coven. So they already knew what to do in terms of the authentication process and in terms of linking the Aadhaar records to, to the other, any other downstream mm-hmm. application. So that I think was a very critical, by the way, I think just to add to this. The first meeting on Coven, I mean, first meeting about having a technology platform happened on 30th May 2020. Now, mm-hmm. note that in, in May 2020, there were no vaccines. There was not, not just the talk of vaccine had just started in that month itself. But at that time itself, India was thinking, I mean, PM had called a meeting that day that mm-hmm. Indian vaccination effort cannot be uh, devoid of technology intervention, right? So this, this thinking was very, very much there early on in, in the system that 
we need to have a technology backed uh, proof of record here so that also was very critical in our view both usability wise and also trust wise and mm-hmm. like stuff like what you mentioned i would probably take a minute to explain the kind of interventions like the whole of government approach so because the vaccine is not just one component right vaccine is, has all hundreds of components things keep getting things come from mm-hmm. different parts of the world so uh, in in mumbai customs area there was a clearance area which was created specifically for anything which to do with vaccines so as soon as the plane would land they would you know take the consignments to this area and clear the whole thing in a matter of hours sometimes even minutes hmm. uh, and and then then it was distributed downstream to various you know like the the the, the uh, agents who handle the the, the distributor distribution network they would then take over hmm. so again this kind of an intervention also showed that there was a systemic urgency to get this done right the, the message was very clear that uh, every everyone was working together to make the vac- get the vaccine sold out very very fast and all all of this helped in building trust because the the country was kind of aligned towards a central goal and i think it kind of uh, uh, all worked out well you know and i think strangely maybe the delta variant and the horrors that india saw played a factor also in removing that hesitancy ke bhai you know uh, we don't want a repeat of this again i mean and i, I mean I, i i lost my own grandmother to the wave so i know how uh, how like I, i feel the pain like you know i don't claim to be the same way but i i i've seen very closely what loss is like and you know the whole uh, situation where com- there was complete hopelessness ki we don't know where we'll get out of it and then you suddenly go to the point where everybody is um, you know seeing forward moving forward that was a, that was a big uh, change uh, one very interesting thing i've seen is also you know the we had the whole mrna dna debate and stuff like that in in america but in india it was india it was just limited to you know the efficacy of the vaccines and so forth no one was saying ki bhai i don't even want to take this vaccine everyone was like instead of this can i take an abc or you know bcd or whatever vaccine uh, and so forth and, and th- that's one thing that's one thing very important because when we analyze this right there are there are scientists who can talk about the efficacy what the solution stuff what your book was i almost thought it was like a management case study in what how delivery mechanism has to be improved right so one thing i want i want to ask you and suraj is um for a country of 130 crores 130 crores plus right when when you look at this and and when you when you com- when you get comparisons from people saying are wo 4 crore ki ya 5 crore ki country hai you see how they did it and you're like bhai utna to population hai hamare do cities ka nahi right so how do you deal with that exasperation when you are doing analysis of that that people will come to say uh, people will come and say like I, i remember this old show that i was watching barkha that show and she someone said uh, something about singapore and one of the panelists is like you really are going to compare something at the size of singapore to the size of india like i i love that they got it to work in singapore this is not about covid this is this is years back it was some some mechanism right so how do you deal with that criticisms that come towards your book and india like how do you respond to that yeah i think it's an interesting point and uh, this the, what happens is that in a global crisis when everyone is going through the same problem comparisons are are going to happen you cannot they are unavoidable right but what people don't understand sometimes is that uh, like capacities also drive your choices so you you have a large country you have your own constraints in terms of, by the way by the way large is not just in terms of population there's also large in terms of the geographic variation states having different own capacity ultimately healthcare deliveries last mile right so that's not central government uh, driven 
each state has got its own constraint. I mean, like look at a state like, I mean, I live in Pune, you know, uh, between Pune and Lonawala, which is 50 kilometers away, even there, there'll be a state capacity difference. It's not that you uniform across even a single state, right? Uh, so uh, there, there were challenges like that, where uh, uh, you you had like v- huge variations across pretty much every parameter involved uh, in, in the vaccination effort. And of course, then you had to have the access to the vaccine uh, for 130 crore people. And uh, eventually, other if you see, uh, we had we ended up doing the most types of vaccines also, like like the, the different different kind of technologies, right? So uh, of course, you know, COVID Shield was uh, you know one one kind of platform. Covaxin was an was a uh, inactivated virus. We had Corbivax, which was a protein subunit. We had DNA in Zydus Cadella. We we had uh, uh, I mean, we also did an mRNA. Almost, almost got there with Genova, uh, you know, in in uh, in, in Mumbai, uh, sorry, in Pune. Then we had bi- the biologically uh, kind of, uh, and some other companies working on. Uh, I mean, so biologically, they co- he did the Corbivax, but then there was also the uh, Sputnik vaccine, which was again adenovirus uh, kind mm-hmm. of variations. So we had practically all platforms covered, uh, and and uh, despite the fact that you know we we, we started with a lot of constraint. So the, the the fact that we could repurpose or we could assign vaccines to each age groups to different parts of society, I think that was a, a very interesting kind of a, a case study. It was something which should be taught in the management schools in terms of the operations research aspect of it, right? Uh, and and I think that the, the way it was handled that okay, different uh, age groups kept getting added and the vaccines kept kept, kept getting expanded. Uh, I think phenomenal achievement on that count. No, no. And I always say that uh, I was telling to my friends in America that and I'm coming to you, Suraj, next is about when they take it, say, large. I was like, you don't I don't think people have an appropriate appreciation of what large means in the Indian context. They talk about 100,000 or 1 lakh or something. It's like, oh, yeah, we did 100,000. I was like, great. I was like, now multiply time. That time is like, I think, 1300. That's what we have to, that's what yeah. we are dealing with in India, right? And I don't even know if I got that math right. Maybe I was a one zero short. But my point is that that is how insanely complicated this whole process was. And then you had a situation where children could not be vaccinated, right? And you have a majority of Indian population. So that is at least 20, 25% of the population. So the parents have to be careful. You know, you had the schools and so forth. And then you had the vaccine rollouts in children. So how do you deal with that? So Suraj, what I want to... Uh, ask you next is like from a western perspective to an indian perspective right like because ashish was looking um inward out right like he was looking inward first in india then he was in switzerland we were looking from this from us right so what was your perspective looking because if you read new york times and washington post they weren't even talking about the vaccine story they were they were only talking about the delta variant and um whatever new rant that miss rana you wanted to get published in washington post so <laughs> what what how would you deal with that like what what when you're talking to scientists here, when you're talking to journalists here, right, what would you talk to them about? Well, there's a sense of lack of appreciation of numbers, right? You mentioned that already. Yeah. People talk about how Singapore is doing really well or New Zealand is doing really well and we should do something like New Zealand. Not quite realizing that between the end of June and the end of December, the whole of the second half of 2021, we were vaccinating an entire New Zealand every single day. <laughs> yes, I, 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 we should we should put that should have been a, a tagline of your book between June and December 21. We were vaccinating one New Zealand per day. <laughs> the case we were averaging 4.3 million per day yeah. continuously every single day. 
people do not realize how big that is. That is an entire Pune every day, or an entire New Zealand yeah. every day, all the while. And they were still complaining. And when you say something like, I want my kids to be vaccinated because they have to go to school and the kids in 15 to 17, 18, 17 age group have to be vaccinated. They're saying in the next two weeks, vaccinate all of Germany because that's mm-hmm. how many kids in the 15, 17 age group exist in India. Mm-hmm. So they don't quite understand that. So you have to give a sense of the numbers and that's on top of everybody else being vaccinated. We're vaccinating the entire 18 plus population. Keep on doing that. Add another 19 million people to that okay. and vaccinate them too on top of it so that kind of sense of numbers is something people do not quantify and they talk about the most sensational thing quite perhaps aware entirely oblivious to the fact that the number that they're talking about are extraordinarily large and the 15 17 age group is twice as many as the largest state in the united states which is the absolutely. population of california right here mm-hmm. No, no, you, you, you're absolutely right. Actually, that's a bit of a, uh, and I, this I mean it in a lighthearted way. Like uh, someone gave me the example of New Zealand. It's great if it worked for New Zealand, right? Why can't we do that? I was like, the amount of people that the prime minister of New Zealand was managing was about the same amount of people as Murlidhar Mohal was managing. And people are like, who's Murlidhar Mohal? I was like, mayor of the city of Pune. I was like, you don't even know. I was like, they, they were managing less people than Kishori Pednekar in Mumbai was managing. So I was like, I mean, throw up perspective. And, and another thing which people don't, people forget. And I think, Ashish, we need to talk a little bit about this. Is the population density in India. See, given how COVID was spreading so fast, especially during Omicron, and India was not affected as badly as the rest of the world during Omicron after the vaccine rollout, given the population density challenges, right, where in a 5,000 square foot area, you have like 40 people, like I'm talking about, you know, like 1,000 square foot apartments. It was very common, like to see it in big cities like Mumbai, Delhi, right, in some chawls. So, and and India did a very, uh, uh, they were very well managed. Now, one could also argue that the skepticism over the companies of which vaccine were coming more out of the studios in Delhi and the elite regions of India, and they were not coming from the poorest of the poor because they actually deal with the Indian government more than probably what people in South Delhi and South Mumbai do, right? So would I be accurate in summarizing that, that amongst the people who, you know, were in the lower economic strata, they were more trusting of the government than maybe, you know, uh, uh, the those in the studios uh, uh, being skeptics? Well, so, uh, I would say the economic strata, I mean, it, it would probably be more, more like whoever has got the access, like whoever's voice is louder, right? So there's always this mm-hmm. one set of people who, who are always talking about everything on TV every night. The topic is immaterial, but they always uh-huh. come and uh, talk yeah, about it. Understand. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, but you know, just to just to address that point, other like you know, you also mentioned earlier, like so we spoke to Dr. Peter Hotez, which who's one of the let's say the inventor of one of the vaccines, the Corby Vax, right? And when, when we spoke, and he's in Texas, I mean, he's probably somewhere close to you. Um, and uh, we, when we spoke to him about uh, the the uh, approach or like how he saw Indian pharma companies, he was actually quite appreciative. He said that, you know, we were able to do the technology transfer online. Indian scientists and engineers were pretty good. Everything was courier based, you know, like samples had to be couriered from Texas to Pune, like the, I mean, sorry, to, to Hyderabad uh, for biologically. Uh, and and uh, all there were the Zoom sessions for two two hours. Zoom like knowledge transfer. How you do in the IT industry, and they could actually make a vaccine like that. And and he said that you know the 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 uh, uh, the, the approval and the administrative aspect was left to the Indian partner. But but 
you know like india could actually make a vaccine basically on zoom calls uh, and and um, uh, so the while of course the media portrays uh, the stories the way it wants to uh, even the, in the us i we, we got some good feedback on how the the indian pharma industry dealt with this uh, in, and 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 from an india from a from an from our own perspective of course it is very clear that people did not i mean like like when you when you logged into coven and you saw that okay which is the free slot a lot of people did not worry about which vaccine it was right they were worried about a free slot that can i get a vaccine so this whole idea that okay i only need one vaccine or one type of vaccine i think it was a very small set of population but they since their share of voice was loud you heard more of it perhaps absolutely no no and and i have to say since you mentioned dr peter hotes i uh, uh, i didn't want to do a shout out for a fellow houstonian but since ashish did it i will join in he is not only from texas i mean he's from houston very close right here at the baylor college of medicine and it was a fascinating uh, it's a, that's a just we we joked about it like one of the houston india collaborative stories like we talk about it on mindmakers all the time but uh, uh, one of the texas so texas houston has one of the finest medical centers in the world in the texas medical center and uh, peter hotes and his uh, team along with um, i think uh, dr Mar- uh, uh, malia uh, El- maria elena botazzi they developed you know worked with the uh, on the vaccine the corbivax so it's truly i mean and and so here is the thing right that this news this bit of news was not covered much in the national dailies of uh, thing but houston chronicle texas tribune they all featured articles on this that there is this texas india story or a houston india story. so at a local level you de- did see an acceptance that there is a global outreach that is happening you know and one beautiful thing that we saw was that essentially the whole notion that science is essentially global there is no country developing one or no city developing one software there were there was knowledge being shared across the uh, continents and uh, no- nothing was bigger you know bigger example than this i i just add to that other since you mentioned the science the collaborative science part Uh, we did a event in pune where dr raman ganga kedkar was the chief guest he is of course one of india's leading virologist he, he was uh, epidemiologist he was involved in the uh, uh, whole approval and and the uh, you know the whole uh, response process right the strategy which india had so he mentioned that one of the important aspect of why covaxin worked was the adjuvant which was used which is a very critical part of the vaccine and this adjuvant also apparently is developed by an indian scientist uh but who's who works in the us so okay. uh and, and that choice of adjuvant really made a lot of difference in terms of the effectiveness of covaxin vav perhaps some other vaccines say from the chinese companies who where the vaccines were okay but the adjuvant did not work very well so this was again a collaborative science story where one of the indian scientists kind of helped indian indian kind of an effort although he's now working in the us uh but and and again the government had to work to ensure that that adjuvant remains available for production in india and so on right so like a very collaborative kind of a mechanism very collaborative excellent so um suraj as we wrap uh, as we uh, swing along to the last 15 minutes of the podcast i want to ask you suraj about a future picture right what are now that we are here where we are right how do you view the future in terms of man- managing i mean we hope that nothing ever like this ever happens right but as we know um as when we were all taking our flights in december 2019 and in, Fe- in my case two weeks before on in february 2020 actually ashish we we met uh, 
uh, just a week before this whole yes. thing happened and uh, ashish and i are sitting in in a starbucks in mumbai and there is no way we were like ye covid kya chal raha hai you know at that time we didn't even know what was about to hit us and here we are 3 years later discussing a book that he wrote about it so that, that's how fast the world is moved right so uh, suraj how do you view the like how has the world learned about the learned what has the world learned from this what has india learned from this and in terms of research now are we making are we having adequate sort of um, safeguards in the system to prevent something like this from happening i can't speak for the whole world but i'd say that in india they have developed institutional capabilities to essentially take the person or the specific individuals out of the picture and make an entire process one of being able to essentially have the state respond impersonally to a situation like this they have already the production capabilities the technological abilities the scientific knowledge and even the vast infrastructure to store vaccines and distribute them but we have never been able to tie that together and over here we have invested in ahead of time close to 10 years ahead of time in building out all these and when the moment came we were able to demonstrate that we are able to put it to use so what i would see happening in future that we did not need necessarily a high profile effort because in future we would expect all of this to just work hmm. and that's really important you do not really want this to be able to be some kind of repeated heroic effort because you'll have to do replicate here was a magin and again and he didn't want to have to do that he wanted to make it was mundane if there's a challenge we are going to tackle it it's not going to be a big deal and that's actually a sign of great confidence and maturity that's what matters over here absolutely absolutely you know fascinating point i think it, it truly does that that is the you know message underlying message that institutionally we are more capable than what we were then uh, we are more sort of aware of the challenges that could happen in terms of biological challenges um the, there were things you know the world took for granted like in the time time of nuclear weaponization and so forth no one thought that biological healthcare is suddenly now you know uh, the new uh, safeguard as well that you not only need defenses at the border you need defenses within as well so how do you deal with um, how do you deal with those and ashish i would ask you one funny uh, on a lighter note that you know we have this you mentioned these uh, daily experts who are an expert on everything how refreshing was it to now actually hear during covid from doctors and people who are actually in the business rather than self styled experts who want to do a spin on everything it was actually quite you know eye opening because we spoke to a lot of doctors and and huh. of course some of them in the in the government as well and see the yeah. constraints when they when they talk about their constraints uh, in terms of how you have to take a real life decision based on the information which you have which of course is never going to be enough uh, yeah. you know like in in the past i think the quickest vaccine development has been about 4 years for the mmr vaccine uh, which also was several years ago but that is like the shortest time cycle for a live vaccine which which we, you know which we have seen now how do you basically go from there to get get to a vaccine which is just like a one year not even one year actually it's a compressed time cycle uh, time, uh, time cycle uh, timeline and then also kind of make, you know both efficacy and efficiency are important that it has to be safe and it has to also work on the various you know the variants and the virus keeps keeps mutating but you still have to kind of make it effective so in that sense it was a quite an eye opening uh, you know uh conversation with the doctors had and they do really explain it, it's difficult to quantify right like you, you know that yeah. it is generally correct but you well you still do not know a lot of other things as to what the mutations will be and so on and they do take a call the, the regulators had, had to take a call about the vaccines uh, the world over 
so a pretty interesting uh, uh, stuff uh, also other see another thing is that uh, see the data which the regulators had or let's say the you know the professionals had i mean sometimes people did not have that data and even if you had you, you wouldn't understand so the 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 calls which were made were also a call, calls based on trust again right you know the like like in india for example the people trusted the regulator ki theek hai regulator ne bola hai to dekh ke hi bola hoga you know it's not like they are जो है Yeah, and then so I mean, you have some some places in Maharashtra. There was a challenge where they actually had a government in transition because there was a different government that was voted to power by that. By the time COVID hit, it was a different government. So what do you do? You have to you have to work with the situation that is right. The political reality of it was very different. And then you had um, and during. and even within those dispensations right like ultimately this was a very local effort so you had the municipalities you had the mayors you had uh, and uh, i was talking to i remember i think abit thadani i forget i was talking to someone during covid uh, on one of the podcast and they said that we have the biggest network that is uh, untapped for now that is the network of general physicians because india mein jo gp ka concept hai like in us you have the personal care physician the personal care provider but you only see them once a year or you see them in india there is almost like a generational relationship ki yes. my father goes to that doctor i go to the same doctor and there is a sort of a arrangement so salo se hum log wo karte so any any insight on that uh, suraj or ashish did, did you see when you were talking to the doctors that at local level they saw a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, sort of collaboration with the local doctors that you know they are not in those high flying hospitals but they do deal with probably more patients than people with in mega hospitals do on a daily basis absolutely at the local level and even at the state level you know technically healthcare is a state responsibility in india which was one of the reasons given back in april may when states demanded to have the right to procure and distribute vaccines themselves but well vaccines do not respected borders they don't step at the boundary and they don't get checked and approved or anything to get across right they can go wherever so a single state trying to work on its own cannot necessarily effectively collaborate with every other state around it and be able to ensure that but the situation is worse focused there and that's actually how i started looking at the entire data over here which places are doing the worst what can we do about it so being able to handle things at the low level regardless of what city it is regardless of who's in charge depend upon the cost of relationships and that's how we got things done i think absolutely i don't see another local doctor here but my mom no, does so that, that that is something i found remarkably uh, insightful on this and and like i said uh, in 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 you know as i come to ashish and suraj both for closing remarks on this that for what i from what i learned my biggest takeaway was three things that one um the the indian covid management situation was more of a uh, governance delivery mechanism more than even the yeah. talk about that uh, second a inherent assumption 
within the indian people that know this vaccine is not harm going to be harmful for me so very trust in the medical process and the medical system the the questions that were like what is going to be the best for me and how do you know how do i ensure this doesn't happen to me again and the third thing is collaborative effort within the state establishment and the dispensation so when i say the state i talk about the national uh, state the establishment is your bureaucrats stuff and the dispensation is the current local government ke aaj power mein kon hai right so what is uh, would i would i be accurate in summarizing it this way ashish uh, what you are talking about in the book and what would be your closing comments on this right no i think that's a that's a great summary arit i would i would say the way we have tried to structure the book we have called it like a triple a vaccine response which is vaccine access availability and affordability uh, access because we had a lot of uh, our own kind of a uh, you know a pool of vaccines to tap into availability because well you had vaccines but you had to produce them at scale and you have to get them where they were needed which is a vast country so you make them available using technology and then they were never kept affordable as well so we did not you know essentially i mean of course there was a fiscal cost to it but it was significantly lesser than what other countries face uh the the other point i would make is that the whole atmanirbhar concept that we talk about i mean pm modi had spoken about this in may 2020 uh the i think this this program is a shining example of that because it is not it is a mixture of everything science political political persuasion communication technology healthcare response federal uh, relationships private sector picking in right so practically everything that was everything that had to go right did go right and that's a big achievement for a, for for a complexity of our size so this whole atmanirbhar story uh, this is like one of the pivotal kind of a uh, example and i hope that uh, we kind of replicate that in other domains as well no no absolutely and what from what you said right ki uh, the the on a lighter note triple a respond our ex vice president mr naidu would be very happy with an, that, that acronym about the triple a reform but you know he made his love but but no you're right uh, the 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 issue wasn't the scale in production india could have done with that but you also had to scale up distribution right yes. so how do you do that right and that is the real uh, sort of challenge the i mean i'm not to suggest that production was not and you know what other punawala serum institute and other manufacturers did you know was stunning but uh, so suraj in you know enclosure how how if there was something you could change and something you could suggest could have been done better or what would you how would you see india handle that aspect differently what would be that for you Well, that's a really good question. Actually, <laughs> I wouldn't say a lot could be done differently, except for the fact yeah. that establish that the state is capable of delivering. If step two, essentially build out the infrastructure ahead of time, acknowledge that when capabilities are built, let that be known across the country. Yeah. There are a lot of things that are known from this book. You claim that you learned certain things from the book. This was truly really common knowledge. Being able yeah. to educate and inform the population that this capacity exists and that we do not mm. need to rush at the last moment and put things together, almost like how a wedding happens. Like everything doesn't <laughs> necessarily happen to, have to happen at eleven to nine. A lot of things are already there in place. We just need for that they will all come together and stay out of the way or help as required. Absolutely. So in in India is all about controlled chaos, and there was no more, uh, uh, no better example than this of controlled chaos than this, and uh, and we love that, you know. And then this the magnificent six-letter word called jugad, which does not exist in any other language, vocabulary, oh or country. That that only happens in India. Ultimately, you know, yeah. the, the, and, and there is a there is a there is a uh, two two thing that will happen. Or as in Gujarat. 
ગુજરાતી વિશે થઈ જશે યુ નો વોટ એવર હેપન્સ વીલ વીલ ટેક કેર ઓફ ઇટ યુ નો દેટ ઇઝ ધ નેવર સે ડાય એટીટ્યુડ એન્ડ સ્પિરિટ ઓફ અ લોટ ઓફ ઇન્ડિયન પોપ્યુલેશન આઈ થિંક ગેઝ અ બ્યુટિફુલી કેપ્ચર્ડ ઇટ થ્રુ ઇન ધ બુક આઈ વુડ સે દેટ ઇટ્સ નોટ એ રિલેટેડ ટુ જસ્ટ વન કેટેગરી ઓફ પ્રોફેશનલ્સ એન્ડ સો ફોર્ટ આઈ વુડ હાઈલી રેકમેન્ડ વી વી એન્ડ વિથ રેકમેન્ડેશન ઓલવેઝ આઈ વુડ હાઈલી રેકમેન્ડ યુ ગેઝ રીડિંગ ધીસ બુક એન્ડ થેન્ક યુ આશીષ એન્ડ સુરજ ફોર રાઇટિંગ ધીસ બુક and uh, it's been a it's always been a great pleasure chatting about it but anything you want to end on with specifically suraj uh, you want to go first oh no pehad i'm having more i i will just say that i just hope that uh, people at large see this i mean this is one effort but in general more belief in yourself uh, in the country's capability and the fact that you can have a playbook or a template of your own without having to really yeah. and again it's it's not that you can't borrow best practices you you can and you should but in case there are no best practices uh, yeah. one shouldn't shy away from creating something which works for the country and we should believe in that i think that's that would be my hope uh, after writing this absolutely dora aaron sorkin wrote in west west wing that good writers uh, uh, borrow great writers steal so <laughs> it's it's in, in it's it's not about what if there is something good and I'm, this is by the way before people jump on me this is not about writing what what ashi said about the best practices right if it's done in the world it is your job to study it and apply it to your context that's not being heck our constitution like please read how the indian constitution was written you know the constitution assembly read uh, constitutions of us and you know basically you you read you implement and you know you hope that it works in certain contexts and then you tweak and i think that's what happened in india and i think we need to probably stay prepared that in case even half of what this happens we limit the damage because even one life lost is a life too many so you know the 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 bigger the quicker we are uh, the quicker our responses the quicker our research is the better it is but i think it was a great moment for indian research indian science and let's just hope that we see many such great ideas so thank you guys for writing this book and thank you guys for uh, joining in and tuning into this podcast we'll be back next week with more please go ahead follow them ashish and suraj on social media please uh, we'll tag them definitely from uh, the mind makers twitter handle and my twitter handle please buy the book we'll we'll put a link to the book actually in um, in the youtube description so you know uh, make sh- don't be very lazy ek hi click se buy ho jayegi please please and and write to them if there's something of the book that you agree or you don't agree with they'll be happy to take responses on that as well so till then it's um, goodbye from us at mind makers and we'll be back next week with a lot more thank you guys thank you thank you